0: Welcome to the Rethinking Humanity podcast. I'm Lacey Delane.
1: Hi, I'm Sonia Loria.
0: Hi, how are you guys? It is Wednesday, March the 3rd. This is episode 19 in the house. Can you believe it's March already? Isn't that insane?
1: It is insane. I thought we were in winter, but... I guess. Well, it's winter springtime,
0: <laughs> right? It's well. It was eighty here in Atlanta over the weekend, and then today it's kind of windy and cool, cooler, yeah, you know, which is interesting. But hey, I'm not complaining. I brought that warm weather back with me from from Guatemala. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Said that. They're like, yay! <laughs> Thank you for the warm weather. Oh my goodness, how are you, Sonia?
1: Mm, I'm I'm pretty good. Um, just I guess. Like looking outside now, just like you said, the sun peaked out. We did have a couple rainy days, but anytime it's nice, I like to go outside. Love to be in nature.
0: Yeah, it's so nice. It's so healing to be in nature. Don't oh, you? yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. This is the part where I think of being. I was thinking about that this morning, just sitting there looking at the sun and the trees. I thought, this is what fro means to, you know, just to be. Not thinking about what I have to do, what I did yesterday, stressing out, just enjoying the moment.
0: Mm, That makes me think I want to go hiking (laughs) soon, because I'm sure that's another place where you can just be at peace easily. Yeah, Yeah. totally. -hmm. Definitely. Mm. Well, um, speaking of peace, sort of, (laughs) um, I was just reading before we came on um, an article on CNN about... Uh, The stimulus package uh, that is going through Congress right now, Um, this is for, you know, the economy here in the U.S. as we are coming into now a year. Now Mm -hmm. a year. With COVID, yeah. of COVID, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So obviously the economy has not recovered. Um, There are still so many people who are unemployed. And so this would extend unemployment benefits um, to give us another stimulus check. And Sonia, they're saying it's looking good for that at this point, which is exciting.
1: Yeah, to pass through. Yeah, yeah, it's really needed. I mean, I know you keep up with this. I do, too, with some articles, Um, and we're both big advocates of like basic income, of cash relief. And so right now in our country, it's so needed on every level. And that's what's interesting is I think 75%, they did a poll, 75% of the people approve of this package, which is huge.
0: That is huge.
1: Yeah. And we needed to keep things going and just to keep, you know, people with small businesses and restaurants. And I think of local economies, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's sad when you think about the fact that the haves, which are way up here with money right. are going to be kind of okay. And then everybody below that is struggling. So I'm a big advocate of the, of the stimulus package. Yeah.
0: Me too. And I know there's <clears throat> over, I want to say the number I read was over 20 million people who are on unemployment right now. So for us to go, and it's supposed to end in the next two weeks here in March. So for us to go from where we are now with folks who are getting that relief to that many million of people not having, it's not good for the economy. So um, I definitely think it's the right time um, to, to pass this The other good thing that was in this article, Sonia, is that um, there is an expedited timeline on when the vaccines can be distributed, enough vaccines for everyone in the U.S. It's saying by the end of May, which was earlier than Biden had said earlier, which was July. So that is actually a really big deal.
1: That is huge news. I hope everybody gets on board and gets vaccinated. I'm pro vaccine. Um, Yeah, that's really big, Lacey. The more that we get these vaccines available to people and the more people that obviously get the vaccine, we'll be able to, I I don't wanna say go back to the way we were, but have a better life where we can socialize and we can go out and do things and interact. And we just need to get that vaccine.
0: You know, the quality of life I do see improving immensely once we're at a distribution level that looks like that. Um, It seems to me that, you know, we would be able to go into the summer um, maybe having some more some, some events. You know, Yeah, exactly. You know, like maybe we can go to an Atlanta United game, and uh, you know,
1: (laughs) we can listen to music at a concert, right? Right. Some distance, yeah.
0: Particularly cool for me because I was, uh, you know, going to start working in events uh, post Andrew Yang's presidential campaign and working with him on the event side. So that's a that's a plus. I think I just feel hopeful right now for. For this year and of course the warm weather helps a lot because mm-hmm. regardless we can be outside again and that's you know more safe than being inside so that's really good so yay that's a little uh coronavirus update mm-hmm. you know, and april 3rd april 3rd will be a year that we have done this podcast <laughs> so we started in the midst of of um the pandemic and here we are you know i'm recovering from the virus been pretty mild and i'm thankful for that but we're coming out of this thing sonia it looks like anyway
1: yeah i am uh, april third huge day for us by the way yes
0: big one big, day. Uh, big yes. day
1: i'm so excited i can't believe it's been a year it's really amazing that it's flown by
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: been tough at times but we're we're going to the other side and um yeah i'm, I'm excited that we're going into the spring and. Uh, We are hitting our second year with a bang. You want to tell everybody Yeah. April 3rd?
0: (laughs) Well, April 3rd, we just announced yesterday on uh, Instagram. Our Instagram account is at Rethinking Humanity. So if you haven't followed us, you can find us there. Uh, But we are going to have Sherry Turkle on with us live on April 3rd. That is going to be yay! Yay! Sherry Turkle is a best-selling author. Her last book was... Reclaiming Conversation. It was a New York Times bestseller. She's put out a new book now. It's called The Empathy Diaries. Tonya, um, you introduced me to, to Sherry Turkle. You. You're there, the
1: reason why
0: <laughs> really. we're here right now. You know, I
1: forget how I stumbled on her. She's written a number of books, by the way. I mean, you know this. And uh, another one's called Alone Together. I have not yeah. read all our books, but I read, uh, obviously, Reclaiming Conversation, which blew me away. I know you then read it and loved it. And it really speaks to this time in our life with technology. And, you know, we're all living, obviously, with our phones and, you know, laptops and whatever, whatever other devices we're using. But she looks at how uh, people interact with that. It's just fascinating. And I think it's a great theme for us because of From talking yeah. about, you know, being present, the have or to be. And so I love the fact she's going to be on this podcast and we'll be able to really Dig deeper with her.
0: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's similar. If you guys heard our um, episode on uh, the documentary called The Social Dilemma, a lot of what she has done in her research over the years, I mean, since I want to say the 80s, she's an MIT professor and researcher, um, a lot of what she's looked at is very similar to that content um, how social media, how technology is affecting us as human beings, how it's affecting our relationships—excuse uh, me, how it's um, affecting our ability to develop empathy, mm-hmm. uh, relate to each other. How certain people, uh, certain age groups, are avoiding conversation. They right. don't. Certain, and she also talks about in reclaiming conversation families who avoid uh, conversation over conflict. So they just text about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) You
1: remember that? I remember that. It's, it's, it's amazing. She's got, there's so many interesting stories there. She does look at children, adults, the whole generation thing is fascinating. Um, everybody needs to tune in because it's, it's something that we all relate to, right? Because we live in that world right now. It's not going away. She's not necessarily anti-technology, but she is looking at how this technology is, affecting us or changing us as human beings.
0: Right. Which is important. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you can't go back. We can't just press a button and magically just no make it all go away. So we we need to, we have to be aware of what's going on with it and then take care of ourselves around it. So um, yes, we could talk about Sherry Turkle for like <laughs> another 45 minutes, but yay, Sherry Turkle is coming on. If you have not read any of her stuff, please take you have got a month take a chance take an opportunity here read one of her books um, pick up the empathy diaries also if you want to just see her speak she's done a ted talk hasn't she sonia yeah she
1: has she's you can youtube you know check on youtube she's done a bunch of things she's uh she's really impressive and i will tell those out there who if you don't get a chance to read anything Check out our podcast because you will be motivated then to read her, and you'll just be fascinated by the conversation.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. just come hang out with us, whether you re- read her stuff or not. Come hang out with us on that day, April third. And I mean, we we scheduled this back, I think January or something. Oh so yeah, Way so excited then. about it. But um, but yeah, we, we 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 scheduled it specifically on April third, our birthday. The podcast's yes. birthday. <laughs> So, yay, we're, we're super, super happy about that. Um, so we um, we now uh, this week, actually. So we're it's Wednesday, uh, Friday. We have a live interview with Amelia Pang, which is going to be amazing. Oh, amazing too. Uh, yes. Um, you know, how do we how do we see what the real cost of our consumption is, um, which is huge. So that's going to be a big deal. Um, and as we transition into March, we're finishing now. We just wanted to do one more episode on love mm-hmm. because man, the February with the theme of love was fun. And also it, February went by way too fast.
1: <laughs> it did. We forget there's 28 days, right? It flies by.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so this is our last one. And then we're going to pick back up into have her to be because, you know, I know that we teased, um, at the end of of January, that the next section in the book of to have her to be, he talks about a from talks about basic income. Yes. Yes. So we're going to go back. We're going to go back to that. So we have not abandoned to have her to be guys. Don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming back to it. Um, but anyways, all right. So we are ready to get into it. Sonia today. Tell mm-hmm. everybody what our theme is, if you are. Our
1: theme today is self-love. Yay! And we're following our, you know, February going into March, I guess, um, our big theme of love. Self-love is really interesting. Um, and I think everyone out there has probably heard self-love. There's plenty of, like, self-help books and all that. But I love what From uh, how he dissects self-love, you know, yeah. we typically think, uh, Lacey, when you think of self love, sometimes you think of someone being selfish, and so he distinguishes self love from selfishness. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting concept because if you ask someone, "What do you think about self love?" I think initially people's knee jerk reaction is loving myself. It's 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 hard to wrap your head around that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think. I wonder, I mean, I want to throw it out there to you listeners. What do you think when you think of the word self-love? Do you think that it's selfish? Do you think that um, it takes away from anything? I think that's a a concern Sonia people have. Well, if I love myself, doesn't, isn't that taking away from my family? Like don't my kids, you know, need that time Mm -hmm. or that space or that energy? if I'm loving me, then I'm taking away from somebody, you know?
1: Sure. I think the problem with when we look at self-love is defining that Mm
0: -hmm. because if
1: you think of someone being really selfish, we know that narcissism comes into play Yes, and um, you could kind of be under the guise of, Oh, this is self-love, but you are being selfish. So, and we are taught that loving others is virtuous, right? Right. I think the message culturally, the message I don't think is strong for self love. But what we understand from a psychological perspective and from gets into this too is if you don't love yourself, you don't have the capacity to love others. Right. Loving yourself enables you to love others.
0: I think that's what where the confusion lies for people. They they are confused thinking that okay, wait, if I love myself, then that's taking away from someone else um and that's selfish and that's how is that helpful and i think that's where the confusion lies and being able to clear that up i think is a a way to clear that up is to think that love think about love in this way it's not a zero-sum game if i give it to myself that doesn't mean it's Mm -hmm. taken away from you sonia or my other friends or whoever i would be dating or my dog it's not like this uh, infinite or I'm sorry, it's not finite finite resource. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It is an infinite resource.
1: Um, I think that you started out in the beginning with an excellent example, Lacey of uh, parents. And so we can talk about mothers specifically. So when one thinks of this uh, unselfish mother, this person that's giving and nurturing and everything's about the child, uh, which from also looks into, I think it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. That is really a bad messaging that you're giving the child because now this child has anxiety and is, you know, checking to see how the mother reacts. And the child is not learning how love should be. In Mm -hmm. fact, he's saying that when the mother loves herself, she is really giving the child a better message, a message of how one should love. And she has the ability to love more. And if you think about it, it's, I think I'll go back to you. I know we discussed this in the last podcast, but remember the example you gave on the airplane with yeah. the mask. Right. This is another perfect example to repeat that.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So I, I'm 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 a huge proponent of self love. I'm wanting to kind of present this in a way where people, you know, get into the mindset of someone who might be like. Why do I need to love myself? Like, dude, that's, you know, whatever. Um, That's not cool. And so that's kind of why I'm I'm kind of coming at this in a little bit of a different perspective right now. Um, And I think the oxygen um, idea or, or example is a very good example for that. Okay. So if I'm on an airplane and the pressure in the cabin changes to the point where I need to, I need oxygen, I have to take the oxygen first and they they tell you to put your mask on before you put it on a child Mm -hmm. because you can't help the child. If you didn't get your mask on fast enough (laughs) and you can't breathe, what good is the child without you? Like let's say you put the mask Mm -hmm. on and then bam, you pass out because you can't breathe. Right. What you're going to scare the hell out of your kid (laughs) and they're not going to have you anymore.
1: Right. I just think I love that analogy because I would say you could apply that in a lot of instances, you know, like if you're look at yourself as you need fuel, you need self love. You need that affirmation with yourself to be able to then go out into the world mm-hmm. and give that love. What can you give if you don't have anything to give? Right. And that needs to be developed, which, um, you know, From also gives the example. It's really it's really good. I'm going to quote what he says. If it is a virtue to love my neighbor as a human being,
0: mm-hmm. then it's
1: virtuous to love myself since I am a human being.
0: Yes, yes. And, you know, the, the, there is a biblical command, love thy neighbor as thyself. And he says, and this is all, by the way, from The Art of Loving, his book, The Art of Loving. Um, he says, love thy neighbor as thyself. That proves that love for self and others can't be separated because he's saying, love your neighbor the same way that you love yourself. And I think the reality is, that we find is like, you're going to love others the exact same way that you love yourself. If you don't love yourself very well, it's not very easy to love others.
1: And, and let me ask you this from a personal standpoint. If you- been in a place, I'm sure we all have, where you don't feel like you love yourself, where you're depressed and you're down and you're angry or you're hurt. Do you really have the energy to go out in the world and be loving to others?
0: No. Oh, I, I think that's why we see like grumpy teachers <laughs> <laughs> like with kids sometimes. It's like the, the kids are like, dang, why are you in such a bad mood? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, the person's stressed out, they're, you know, frustrated and they're turning it inward. And so they're not being compassionate to themselves, which is another part of self-love. And so, yeah, then they're just frustrated and angry towards other people.
1: Right. Right. Um, They also, he gets into here about selfishness. How would you define it? I know Fromm talks about a selfishness, meaning you don't care about others. You're just caught up in your own, you know, whatever your needs are. What, what do you think about selfishness, Lice?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that is very interesting about this is, and this definition is, you know, obviously there's a lot of people who think self-love is selfishness. Um, and in reality, it's it's not. But for me, I think selfishness is actually, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Frome echoes this, it's a lack of love for the self selfishness is a lack of self. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is because Mm -hmm. you love yourself when you're comfortable with yourself when you accept yourself for who you are it's easy for you to be comfortable, positive Um, it's easy for you to give to other people. If you're obsessed with yourself and your needs and you're being selfish and you can't think about someone else and their perspective that's that's whenever you're in a place where you can't, you aren't feeling love at all. You're feeling scared and unsafe. So you're, how does that manifest itself? It manifests itself in a way that, you know, needy and desperate and those types of things. And so, yeah, um, being selfish in essence really is just a lack of love for the self.
1: Right, right. I I like what he writes too where he says um, lacks interest in others and how about this one judges everyone for what is useful for him.
0: Mm. That's such a
1: good example of the selfishness. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, well, this is the other part that I totally agree with. He says a selfish person according to from hates him or herself.
0: That's it. They don't
1: Isn't, that, isn't that amazing? Yeah. A lot of the people that, you know, you interpret how their you their behavior you might think well they could you know narcissistic is what's coming to mind but really and when they lash out at, at others that's really them hating themselves right that's right it's them projecting that
0: that's right and that's a very good example of how we love others the same way we love ourselves if we are lashing out at ourselves inside mm-hmm. then that's what we're going to do to people outside Absolutely. And, yeah. and we can't get to a place where we are, you know, accepting ourselves, loving ourselves, um, you know, and and then loving others by uh, not taking time to know ourselves, to be with ourselves, like taking time for self-care and self-love. So let's talk about that a little right.
1: bit. I was going to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe people are like, okay, so maybe self-love isn't selfish. Well, how do I show myself self-love?
1: Right. I was about to say, is it easy to do that? And I would say it's at least I'll speak for myself. It's not, I think um, loving oneself is also accepting oneself, accepting Mm -hmm. everything about yourself, like your flaws, your struggles, your mistakes. And I think that's where we get caught up, right? We do the Mm -hmm. judgment thing. Yeah. And then uh, that we look in the mirror and go, oh, you know. So we're we're having to say, hey, I love myself. And then that's I think that's tough.
0: That can be really tough. I think it's also knowing how to help yourself, how to soothe yourself. So let's say you have a stressful day, or some you have a an argument, or someone says something that disappoints you. Okay, and that moment, how do you help yourself? get through that. That's self-care and self-love. So something that you know calms you or makes you feel better or helps you um, to be regrounded. So for me, like I love going for walks and runs. Mm -hmm. Whenever we were talking about this earlier, nature being healing. Um, And so if nature is a part of, of, of that, I think it's helpful. Candles help me a lot. Uh, bubble baths. (laughs) Um, So, you know, slowing down and listening to yourself and then giving yourself what you need to self-soothe. I think that's one way Mm -hmm. of self-love.
1: I would say setting boundaries, Mm. um, which is important because we tend to live in a world that we don't, I was going to go to there too and say, do you think that our world or our culture supports self-love or supports more of a selfishness what do you think oh
0: wow yeah that's a (laughs) a big one yeah well i mean big part of why we're doing the podcast right like honestly the culture is it it thrives on selfishness it thrives Mm -hmm. on you know um being obsessed with self right and Mm -hmm. that's consumerism for you so no, there's not a lot of room for this. That's, that's why, you know, we have to not, we have to, but we want to do a podcast like this because right. we want to help people to see and understand how important self-love is, which is sad in a way that we, you know, <laughs> we built a society that doesn't foster self-love, right? right. But we want to see that change. Um, so yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't foster this, and especially the pace of life that we live. We are running around constantly, working errands, yep. practice, blah 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 blah. And if you go, oh my gosh, my husband just told me something that I'm like, not sure I'm comfortable with, and I'm, it makes me a little <laughs> bit angry. It's not easy to go. Okay, I'm feeling emotion right now. Okay, I need to take a deep breath. I need to take a bubble bath. I need to. Listen to some calming music. I need to go for a walk. No, because we have 14,000 things going on, right?
1: Exactly. I think something you are saying is striking me is it's really creating space, right? Creating space Mm -hmm. for the self love. And I think the fact that we're talking about it and it's important um, and people are hearing this message, the more in our world, our culture, that it becomes the norm where people find those moments like you're talking about to take care of oneself, mm-hmm. then it, it won't be such an anomaly. Like, oh my gosh, you know, she's saying she's doing her thing or he's, you know, taking his time, but we do live in a world that has different expectations of us. Yes. That it's like the go, go, go. thing. you know, just never stop. And as we know, it's not good for anybody. We can't give something that we don't have. If we're right. empty, we just, we can't give our time, our energy, our love. We can't.
0: Well, I think another way to say it maybe would be like think about how you might feel after going on vacation. You go on vacation, right? And you come back and you go to work and how do you feel at work? You're refreshed most likely, right? And mm-hmm. you have more energy. It's it's think about think about self-love in that context. If the if it's a hard thing for for you to conceptualize like why it's important or how it might be helpful that is a good way to think of it Mm -hmm. It, it's like little mini vacations throughout the day (laughs) you need them because if if you aren't in a place where you're calm and collected how can you not bite your kid's head off right. you're talking to them.
1: No, oh, you're right.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: that, that kind of brings me to the part about society. I wonder, um, and I know we'll talk about this at a later date. We need resources in our society that support people to be able to do what you're saying, whether that's uh, income, um, mm-hmm. other, you know, support centers, uh, mental health. There's so many parts of this. Yeah, that we need in order to take care of oneself so that we can take care of other people
0: yes yes and so that we can first of all like you're saying so we can take care of ourselves and enjoy right. life a, a little yeah, bit you know true slow down it doesn't always have to be unto something right it's right, like right productivity is what everything is unto in our society and it doesn't have to be unto your traditional productivity. Um, it can be unto like self-actualization. You know, that's one, one thing I love about self-care and. Oh,
1: hundred percent.
0: Yes. And then, um, yes.
1: No, no, no. I, I agree with you. I was just thinking of what you're saying, taking walks in nature, reading, listening to music, doing a lot of pleasurable things. That mm-hmm. I think typically our society thinks, hmm, well, were you productive today? What did you do? Just listen to music all day or write <laughs> poetry? Yeah.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's debatable for some people whether that's actually productive. But, you know, we've said this, I've said this on the podcast. Uh, Aristotle said the highest form of productivity is meditation. Yeah. And so oh. that is, it, it's true. I mean, you right. can't. It's very hard to know yourself when you don't have time to sit with yourself, you know, to observe yourself, to learn about yourself. I would venture to say that that is part of what makes life so much fun to live.
1: Exactly. And then also thinking, uh, to your point of people taking this time, if we have a world that we have, for instance, our leaders that are doing self-care, our teachers that are doing self-care, our spouses, won't we all be healthier and happier? <laughs> Yes. It's sort of a no-brainer, right?
0: Right, right. Expectations will go down as well. Like I think we have high expectations on our own productivity, um, our society's productivity, um, our family members' productivity, whether that's like giving to us or getting shit done in the house, like whatever it is. Um, But I think our productivity expectations are so high, it makes it really hard. Mm-hmm. to take the time for self-care. Does that make sense?
1: That, that's true. And I think also it sets good examples. If you have parents that are taking care of um, themselves or you have people who are around you that are doing that, it becomes yeah. something more of a norm than, you know, right. wow, she's taking a day off. Maybe I should do that.
0: <laughs> you know? Right. And Hey, how about like, let's normalize mental health day off. Right. Day off for mental health right I mean how do you process grief if you don't have a day off for mental health legitimized no you know
1: yeah no I hear you there's a there's a lot we have to work on there and I think just the concept when we say self-love to your point um you know there's just different thoughts on that but I love what you're saying about self-actualization and mm-hmm. the definition of it is yeah. um, is something that I think people debate but I I believe, you know, what Fromm says that yeah, our concept of self-love is incorrect and that to the degree that I love myself, it is assumed that to the degree I love myself, I do not love others. So, it's important that we have that self-love to be able then to translate into our other relationships. Mm-hmm.
0: Another thing Fromm says, I actually put this on Instagram, um, not only others but we ourselves are the object of our feelings and attitudes. I think this is a really good way to say it. He says, um, and then that the attitudes towards others and ourselves are basically conjunctive.
1: I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. They're not separate. That's what's very interesting. Um, You know, and you start to apply that in your day-to-day life, right? Right. I mean if you go out in the world and as I said earlier how your mental attitude is and how you're feeling about yourself you really do have the ability to connect with others when you're you have that negativity it's a completely different experience
0: yes and think about what the overall overarching goal of man is that Fromm says it's connectedness it's interrelatedness it's mm-hmm. love it's love. If, if so, if I don't have a positive, if I'm not in a positive headspace about myself, then I'm not going to be able to connect with someone outside of me in a healthy way, in a way that is necessary for my own well-being, because I'm not, I'm, I don't have that capacity because I'm negative, mm-hmm. not loving myself.
1: Right. It's really sad when you think about it. Yeah, to be in that space where. You know, I was just thinking about it doesn't matter if you're wealthy or you have a high position, you know, in your job or whatever the situation is. If you don't have that self-love, you're really, it's very sad. It's an empty place. It's depressing, actually, to think about.
0: Yes. Yes. It is. It is. And I mean, I, I, you know, we've touched on this in the past um, on the podcast, but it's per- precisely the reason why. People who have fame and fortune, and boats and jets, and <laughs> plenty of money are still struggling with the same things that we all are. <laughs> like, you know, we just want to be connected with other people in a meaningful way. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I like what you said earlier. I was trying to think of some of the ideas that you are giving for people to do to take care of themselves. I think no matter what your circumstance, even if you take five, ten minutes you know to breathe just to walk away from a situation just to val- yeah. you know feel valued about who you are. Yeah. All those little mini breaks that you're talking about make a big difference.
0: Yeah, I mean another thought would be, you know, socializing with friends. I know I'm sure there's a lot of moms who get oh, yeah. as much time to be social and that is not selfish. It is not selfish for you as a mom or a wife or a single person or uh, whatever you are, I don't care yeah. what you are. For you to be social and go like, if you drink alcohol, go have a, a casual beer with your friends and chat. Or if you don't drink alcohol, go for a walk. Whatever it is that you enjoy doing, yeah, that is not selfish because why? Because it fills you. Because you're a human being, you don't get all of your you don't get all of your needs met from one source. So you need. The other people in your life, sure, going to help everybody for you to do that.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the message that what you do to take care of yourself will benefit all those around you. I was going to say um, the social aspect you and I have talked about a lot. I think it's huge. People are desperately needing to connect with others, and so Mm -hmm. you got to find that space. Um, The other point I was going to make that I've done years ago. I would say if you're in a situation that's a lot of stress and you, you know, you just don't know what to do, it doesn't matter how much money you have. I remember taking my car and going to like a little parking lot, turning on the radio, listening to music. Now, I will say I was drinking a wine cooler. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But no, you know, I mean, I just remember that just having like 30 minutes alone and just like chilling, you know, just listening to some music or whatever you want to do. It could be reading, but you just have that space. Nobody's there's the phones not ringing. Nobody's calling you. Nobody's wanting your attention. It's very healing. It's like you can go out of that and then you're okay. I'm ready to go to battle again.
0: (laughs) Yes. You know, the other thing that I think about when I think about self love and taking care of myself, self compassion is my support system. The people in my life that I know I can call. Mm I'm sh- like frustrated or feeling emotional or, you know, having a bad day or, you know, struggling. Right. Right. I can call them and, and talk to them about it. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. That's a big, big help. And being right. courageous enough to say, Hey, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm having a shit day. I'm struggling. Can yeah. I boss this, this with you? People yeah. that, trust that can do that.
1: That's a connecting with others. That's awesome. Journaling is, is good oh, yeah, too. Yeah.
0: yeah. Journaling is awesome.
1: I think writing stuff down sometimes just makes you release some of the stuff. And um, for the moment it's, 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 it's a good way to, you know, to de de-stress. Um, There's cool, a, a lot okay, of tips. That's, Go ahead. Yeah.
0: How you think? say the cool thing about journaling that you can do is that if you are feeling a lot of emotion and you journal, and you come back and read it later, you can see sometimes uh, how emotional your thinking was. And I don't mean mm-hmm. that in a bad way because we're all emotional, but I'm saying you can see some lo- some uh, logic that's off right, in your thoughts. And you can be sure. like, oh, I was really emotional because I was thinking I wrote that nobody ever calls me that's not actually true. You <laughs> <do> call me <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. And, um, yeah. That was A little bit of an, like, you know, exaggerated response, you know, all or nothing thinking kind of thing. So you can dissect your, and learn from it.
1: Yeah, that's good. I got to tell you my go-to that mm-hmm. I think everybody can do. I've done it when I'm traveling. I've done it even when I'm visiting other people is take a walk. Like mm-hmm. I literally, I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's cold. If you have the, you know, right shoes and the right outerwear Yeah, just taking a walk is huge like i feel 100 percent better mm-hmm. when i come back from a walk and it's you can what i love about it is you can pretty much do it anywhere that's so you know? true you could be visiting someone and just say hey i'm going to walk around the neighborhood and it just gives you time and space to breathe yes and come back
0: and the moving that your body i think is mm-hmm. there's something about the physical element um working out. I, I is absolutely I do like going for a run or going to the gym always. That's a great thing for mental health. Um, but yeah, the walk thing is like, it's perfect. It's yeah. so, so human. Think about it, Sonia. We, we, uh, evolved, did everything walking. We, it's not normal for us to be sitting like we do all the time here. You know, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. We, we evolved to be moving and you're right. Moving the body. I'm a big advocate of, like you said, working out, um, so if you can get to a gym or to a park or wh- whatever you need to, or the quiet punch,
0: <laughs> or the quiet punch. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talk about taking out some? Good point, Sonia. You know what <laughs> I love about the quiet punch Tell me that I can take out some frustration when I get yeah. angry. I can just <laughs> pull
1: that out. No, that's really that's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that as human beings, we definitely, um, and you know, they know all the benefits, obviously, of being physically active. It's something that is important. And I'm not saying just, you know, that you're trying to get into shape or lose weight, forget that part. I just mean moving your body yeah. is so important. And I think is, is one aspect of the self love that, you know, that we need to, to always consider. There's a lot of things one can do and to not feel guilty about the time you take, right? Yes. To do I, these things.
0: That, that might be something that takes time to, to get rid of, the guilt, mm-hmm. around it because we are definitely made, I think, as a society to feel guilty about that. Um, but I think if you can hold on to the logic in the midst of that feeling and going, I don't, there's no logic behind feeling guilty for this. I don't have to feel guilty for it. I'm just going to keep going. Um, there's certainly things in my life that I felt guilty for that were like things that I didn't need to feel guilty for. And I've, I've grown through and grown out of the guilt by that exact um strategy right there
1: no that that's that's true one one of the things that uh from also says that you and i i think can both relate to is that this is kind of like a process we're always evolving and changing mm. and it's not like you're stagnant you're we're going through these this life you know and we're gonna and to self-actualize you're gonna have to go through these changes
0: yes yes growth uh is painful and here mm-hmm. change is difficult it's it's just is, but it's the the opposite is like going backwards and regressing, and it's it's just not worth it. the 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 point is is that there is growth. It might be uncomfortable, but at the end, it's worth it. If you're just standing still, there's no. Vale la pena at the end at all right
1: right now i hear you i hear it's yeah i hear what you're saying this line i think says it all he says one's capacity to love if he does so productively mm. is necessary for happiness growth and freedom Ooh, so that clenched me one's capacity to love if he does so productively when he says necessary, I'm like, oh my gosh, is necessary for happiness, growth, and freedom. I'm
0: like, okay, oh, no.
1: gotta get on board with that.
0: We have it's it's the capacity to love is necessary for growth, happiness, and, and freedom. Is freedom. that the last one? Yeah, that's it. See, we yeah. I mean, being committed to doing the work, self care, self love, it's worth it. Why? Because at the end. We're getting the reward exactly. of love. That's what we need. That's what we want. That's freedom. That's happiness. That's you know, that's that's what. That's a,
1: that's the clincher for me. When I see that, okay, okay, I'm invested. I got to do this.
0: <laughs> yes, and it gets easier and easier over time. But um, but I love I love Fromm's uh, take on this. And there's a section that's specifically about self love in the book The Art of Loving, which is kind of what we used as our springboard for the discussion um, today. So if you want to learn more about self-love, there's tons and tons of resources um, out there, but obviously we recommend From and his book, The Art of Loving. So definitely check that out. Um, And uh, we hope that you will love yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and that's an audio. You can do audio on YouTube, you know, so.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, The Art of Loving is on YouTube and it's for free. Yeah. I don't know if we need to be promoting that but we're, we're doing it. So uh yeah, Sonia, um this has been so good. I I really enjoyed talking about self-love and um expressing the importance of it with everybody and to everybody. Yeah,
1: everybody get on board with
0: self-love. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that this has been fun for you guys. Um this is our very last episode on um The theme of love, well, at least for the month of February 2021, which we're like sneaking it still February, even though it's March. (laughs) Um, There is some audio that I want to leave you with. Um, Sonia, I uh, think I shared this with you. There's a book that I'm reading called Shantaram. It's a Mm -hmm. fiction book. It is not, it's not a book, like I don't read a lot of fiction. Um, But I remember on one of our past episodes, we talked about bureaucracy and how difficult that is and how much we need that to change. And so there was a like a section out of this book that was just like the perfect description of the issues and problems with bureaucracy. Um, And this is I mean, I highly recommend this book, Shantaram by Gregory David Roberts so um, we have our wonderful friend Richard Berry who's going to read this to you as our outro audio um, and and um, remind you about bureaucracy and uh, from stance on that and encourage you to go back and listen to that episode if you have not heard it yet
1: sounds good
0: And we uh, will see you guys on Friday uh, at yes. 1 p.m. live. Sonia, who awesome. is talking. To- awesome. Yeah. I know. I know. It's going to be amazing with Amelia Pank. So thank you guys very much for listening, and we will see you next time.
2: Thank you. From Shantaram by Gregory Davis Roberts The world is run by 1 million evil men, 10 million stupid men, and a hundred million cowards, Abdul Ghani pronounced in his best Oxford English accent, licking the sweet honey cake from his short, thick fingers. The evil men are the power, the rich men, and the politicians, and the fanatics of religion, whose decisions rule the world and set it on its course of greed and destruction. But there are only one million of them, the truly evil men, in the whole world, the very rich and very powerful, whose decisions really count. They only number one million. The stupid men, who number ten million, are the soldiers and policemen who enforce the rule of the evil men. They are the standing armies of twelve key countries, and the police forces of those and twenty more. In total, there are only ten million of them, with any real power or consequence. They are often brave, I'm sure, but they are stupid too, because they give their lives for governments and causes that use their flesh and blood as mere chess pieces. Those governments always betray them, or let them down or abandon them in the long run. Nations neglect no man more shamefully than the heroes of the wars. And the hundred million cowards, Abdul Ghani continued, pinching the handle of the teacup between his plump fingers. They are the bureaucrats and the paper shufflers and the pin-pushers, who permit the rule of the evil men and look the other way. They are the head of this department and the secretary of that committee and the president of the other association. They are managers and officials and mayors and officers of the court. They always defend themselves by saying that they are just following orders or just doing their job, and it's nothing personal, and if they don't do it, someone else surely will. They are 100 million cowards who know what is going on. But say nothing. While they sign the paper that puts one man before a firing squad or condemns one million to the slower death of a famine.